everybody, and welcome to a new edition of the award-winning Talking About Cars podcast, where it's all about everybody has a car story, from celebrities to car personalities and more. I'm Randy Cardoon, and first, what do you think about our new music? I just thought this would be a little peppy, you know? Just get us into that. Doesn't it sound like we're driving down the highway or something along those lines? So, anyway, this week, guest host Bob Beck of Gas, the great American auto scene, joins me at the Orange County Fairgrounds in Costa Mesa, California, for this year's Cruising for a Cure car show to stop prostate cancer. I mean, how many car shows can you go to where you get free prostate screenings via blood tests and that other <clears throat> tests? You know, bend over and <clears throat> cough. Well, you have a choice. Uh, the event draws thousands of classic cars every year. Now, the best end up in the fairgrounds hangar. That's right. It's actually called the hangar, the best of the best. This year, famed car designer and customizer John D'Agostino had three cars there. We've talked to John several times, including a visit with him from Barrett-Jackson back in 2016, showing off his 1959 Cadillac, kind of a tribute car to the late Elvis Presley. The cars he brought along this time includes his early 1950s Mercury and a 1962 Pontiac that was customized around that time back in 62 and has been stored for most of the past 56 years. Now, if you want to see those cars, we've included some of the pictures on social media. So, John, tell us a little bit about the Mercury. 51 Merc uh, Hirohata Recreation that was built in 1985. It came out of the Midwest by a good friend of mine that showed a lot of cars there. But the original was done by George Barris in 1952. So this is basically a Barris design, but it's a complete clone or, or actually restyle car just like the original. And, and this car was actually, I purchased this car with, uh, with another uh, customizer from, from Portland, Oregon, and we're going to show this car in Europe. So it's going to a museum right after the show, Automotive uh, uh, Driving Museum in El Segundo. Live there for a couple months, straight to Europe, straight to Asia, wherever. It's going to go all over the world. And the car behind me is a car that was built by my best friend, Richard Zoki. Richard built many cars. He was about 10 years older than me. He passed away two years ago. And uh, his collection of cars, he had about 10 finished cars. Uh, I ended up buying this car from his wife only because I drove in this car in 1963 when it was done by Gene Winfield because he actually restyled this car when he bought it brand new. And it was finished again 40 years later in 19, or actually 2002. And it debuted at a bunch of shows in, in California. Then the car has been hidden out for 16 years. And this is actually the first show since it's been hiding over in Northern California. Now, did you have to do anything to get it ready for the shows? Nothing at all. All I did was put a little Sonax car here out of Germany on the car, a <laughs> little polish, and that's all I've done to the car. Actually, I've only driven it twice. I bought it six months ago, had it trucked home, put it in the garage, never touched it until a couple days ago. Here it is at the show. Now it's a 1962 Pontiac Grand and Prix. Grand Prix, yeah, and it's first year. And it's it's amazing because you've done a little treatment with the back, or at least it was built that way. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, first off, uh, it's got the bullet grill, the 50 caliber machine gun bullets in a chrome mesh. If you look at the headlights, they're they're staggered French headlights because we have a stock blue one right behind it, and you can see all the alterations from from the one I own to the blue one. Uh, the top been chopped three inches. As you can see, the blue one's three inches higher. It's got air ride suspension. It's got the wide whites. It's got the period perfect chrome wheels with the, with the center uh, uh, moons on it. The back is Imperial, modified 62 Imperial taillights. 
Uh, the fins on the car have been all extended and all and peaked and, and, and rounded. And uh, it's just it's just a great car. Color-coordinated interior, three twos, 389 with three twos. Runs like a dream, 42,000 original miles. That car is going to be my 2019 uh, show car. So I'll, I'll debut it again at the 2019 Grand National Roaster Show. Then go on to Sacramento, go to Portland, go to the West Coast Customs over in Santa Maria, and on and on and on. So next year will be the 62. I call it the dreamsicle, only because if you, you can call it the creamsicle, but the creamsicle is what, a 50-50 bar. We remember right, that. Right, right. It, was, it was a sherbet and, and, and orange sure, and white, yeah. but it's kind of little, I wasn't too sure. And since it was a dream for me to own this car, it was a dream for me to ride in this car when I was 11 years old, because Richard picked me up at my dad's house. We lived a block away from each other and says, come on, John, I'm gonna take you for a ride. I was 11 years old. We cruised for a couple hours, brought me back home never forget that and that was 1963 now when you guys were cruising that was what was that a stock car was it or had he already done the work no, on it, it was just like it is now except it wasn't chopped exactly what you're looking at so it was so that's why uh, the car I got a, a soft spot in my heart about that car because I, I was a kid I was we're talking 55 years ago when I actually drove in that car and now it's mine and poor Richard, I mean, he's, he's gone. The guy was a great stylist. Probably the best stylist, custom car size, that I know of. I looked, I looked uh, after all his works, I used to look up to Richard, what he's coming up with. Very prophylactic builder. Every year, Grand National Show, Sacramento, Zoki was the name. And we used to show together side by side for many, many, many years, 30 plus years. Zoki car, Diagostino car. So I'm gonna put this back in the, in the Zoki spot at the Grand National Roaster Show, then I'm gonna bring another one of my cars and go in my spot, so. Yeah, now, was who chopped the top? Was that a Winfield job no, or did he? That was chopped actually at a, at a shop called Lucky Seven Customs in Antioch, and a guy by the name of John Aiello. He's chopped a lot of cars for not only Richard, myself, and many others, James Hetfield, Metallica, uh, on and on and on, Jimmy Vaughn. But uh, John Aiello is a great craftsman when it comes to body work, custom work. And he did the work. He was working for Lucky 7 Shop in Antioch at the time this was brought. And I think it was brought at the end of 2000. This car was actually brought there. And then one year later, the car came out and, and, and showed at the Grand National Show. Who did the paint job? Because that is, I love the fadeaway paint. I know. That's a Winfield paint job, Winfield style paint job. But Winfield was there when they were painting the car. And a fellow by the name of Marcos at Lucky 7 Customs and Art Hemsel which is a Hall of Fame, they're both Hall of Famers, work together on this car. And they blended, and Winfield was saying, nope, the, the blend's gotta be a little harsher here, a little lighter here. And with, with Winfield's guidance, we got it just like it looked like in the cover of the 1962 Ronnie Custom Magazine. I thought it looked familiar. I knew yeah. that that was yeah. a magazine car. That, yeah. I agree with you, the, the car's amazing. It's it's yes. And, and, and the first year, in 62, it was painted chartreuse metal flake. Do you remember it? And that's when it showed on the cover of Ron and Custom. Then the second year, he painted this color. When it was chartreuse, it went to the New York World's Fair, and it took the sweepstakes award. And then they shipped it back to California. And then he brought it back to Winfield, and they, all they did was repaint the car. Now this one, like I said, since it's 40 years later, if you don't chop a car, it just won't get to the top. It's not radical. You need to chop. So Richard ended up chopping the car three inches. There's a lot of people listening that may not know as much about the competition and the looking at the cars and rating them and that kind of thing. People are saying, well, wait a minute, that car looked like that 19 years ago. Now you're going to bring it 
back. Is there like a rule or how often do you see cars that come back looking from back then, that were built back then, that you can put up against other cars now? Not a lot, not a lot. People usually, you know, they, they, they actually start a car and they, and they build it, but you don't see a lot of cars that were built back in the 50s or 60s come back. And when they do come back, they get that second coming. They make a big splash again because, oh my God, that car was built in 1955 and here it is 65 years later, it's back in the show circuit. So when that happens, it, you, you get a lot of impact, a lot of people saying, and the magazines love it too, because it's an old custom brought back to life, just like this car. 1962 was built, came back in 2002. Now it's coming back for the third time in 2019. Just like classic cars, just like TV uh, detective shows. They're bringing Magnum PI, they're That's bringing it. back Y50, and now your car is going to kick tail. That's it, Randy. I'm telling you, hey, I'm excited to be here. This cruising for a cure in Orange County Fairgrounds, oh my God. I would, uh, I would. I wouldn't go to a European show. I would take this over a European show. And you know I do 15 plus a year. And it just luckily, I wasn't booked this week. So that's why I came to the show. And will I be back next year? Without a doubt. I'm, I'm selected as Grand Marshal in 20, and the 20th Annual 2019 Cruises for a Cure. Excellent. You know, I don't think a lot of people know. When John mentions he goes to shows outside of this country, how often and how many shows there are out there that you go? As you said, you, you go, what, 10, 15 a year? On the average, 15 a year. I've been doing about 300, I got them all listed, about 320 to 330 car shows, and that's since 1993, 25 years. So if you do the math, 12 to 15 a year, and I've been real prophylactic at that. John, how? Do it and, I, and I can do more. I can live on the road, but hey, come on, I don't want to be gone all the time. Well, I was going to say, John, where does that leave you time to actually work on cars for heaven's sake? You know, I probably do, I probably, seriously, I probably do 10% of the customizing. And most of the customizing is, is in the finishing work. Color sounding it, buffing it, getting it detailed. I don't even get into the Bondo work. I have, I, or lead work, I have other guys do it. Uh, I help some of the car, but I'm the eyes on design. I know what I want, and if I don't like how it's being done, I would tell the builder that I'm giving it to, like Oz Customs, uh, Lucky Seven, Hemsel, uh, Acme Auto Body. I'll let them know, hey, we got to make a change. It's just not coming out right, and we change it until I like it. Tell me a little bit about the um, Mercury, and what was it like when you found it? Well, first off, I bought a Mercury in 1973 after seeing the movie American Graffiti. And I, it, was, it was almost restored. It was probably 95% there. And I bought the car to customize. So I bought the car. All I needed was actually was the interior done. And I ended up doing it in all the two-tone uh, mohair from Massachusetts. Uh, finished the car. I showed the car in a couple shows. And I was going to completely disassemble the car and customize it. But it was so nice that I ended up reselling the car. And immediately I bought another 51 Merc from a fireman in Castro Valley, California. Right after that, I brought the car to Bill Hines, started doing all the lead work. I brought it to Rod Powell. He chopped the top, he did the fadeaways, and then the car was customized. I drove it to the 1975 Oakland Grand National Roaster Show. I put it in the parking lot, right where all the people stand to walk in the show and pay to get in, right, right in front. At that time in 75, nobody knew Mercs. They were kind of passe. They disappeared. And I had it in white pearl, white primer with a pearl on top of it, gold pearl, and it had hydraulic lifts at the time. It had the stock hubcaps from a Cadillac. It looked era. And I tell you, I had a, such of an impact, I said, I gotta finish this car. So later on, the car was finished, and it's later known as the Midnight Sensation. That's still out today. Went back east to Jupiter, Florida, and the fellow who had it passed on, so his wife sold it back to me, and I basically 
actually sold it to my nephew. And the, and the car lives in Antioch, California now. And it looks exactly like I did from the seven, late 70s, early 80s. Like a two-tone purple. John, what, what did you do? You, I mean, you started building cars. When did you get recognized for your abilities? I would probably say heavily recognized, uh, well, I would say early 70s because I was doing brand new cars like Rivieras, Grand Prix, Lincoln Mark IVs back in 72, 73, all through there. Corvettes, brand new, Candy Apple Red. He's my hero. You're yeah, my I'm hero. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then really, uh, I would say the Midnight Sensation when it came out in the early 80s was the major, major hit. Beautiful chop, fadeaway fenders. Uh, I would say that. And then right after that, I came back with the Stardust 40 Merc. That was done with the Mantranga Barra style look with the curved window treatment. Uh, so I would probably say really, really, really hard uh, mid 80s. So we're talking 30, 33 years ago, really a lot. But before then I was known back in the early 70s, but when it comes to the hardcore traditional custom with the K cars, I would say uh, basically uh, uh, early 80s. There are close to, well, thousands of cars here. I mean, it seems that way anyway. I took a trip around here. I actually cruised. We took about a half hour lap. There was six of us. The selected six, which you see on the front line, we cruised around the whole place here. It took half hour, 45 minutes, and there was cars that were way out there. So they, they say there's almost 4,000 cars here. Okay, so this will be an easy question for you. Of all those cars, what seems to be your favorite that you don't own? So, in other words, one of the cars that you would go buy for your own collection if there was a chance to do that. Well, you know what? I, there was a beautiful chopped Merc in the back over here that really, I looked at the top treatment. It was laid down so beautiful, B-pillar slanted, had the right stance, the right color. That car really, really, really turned me on. That car really should have been in here. It should have been in the hangar. Yeah. And probably next year it will be in the hangar. Yeah. So I told Rick about it. I says that car's got to come inside here. Okay, so it's fair to say you're either you're either a Merc guy or a Caddy guy. Merc, Caddy, or Glamour cars, meaning Caddy, Lincoln, Packard, Imperial. I love them all. So what haven't you had that you still have on your bucket list to add? What I'm going to do? Thank you. Oh, thank you. Wait thanks, a minute. Thanks, Rick. Wait a minute. Oh, a special look at that. You, you won an award. Right. In the, this is the first time you I've ever Actually, had somebody. I didn't know you won an award. Let's see, top 25. It says uh, Kansas City, Irvine, 19th annual cruiser for a car, McGuire's Elite, top 25 best ride. Congratulations. Oh, cool, man. What, what an honor, I'm telling you. You know, to have two cars out of 60 cars in the hangar, both cars win. Uh, this car ended up going down the cruise with only six cars, cruised all around the whole fairgrounds right now. It's an honor. And, you know, especially, and people say, what a beautiful design. I says, I might own the car or be part owner with another fellow, but this is a Barris design car. It's a tribute to George, not me. But, but you know what? This car is going to travel around the world and see and be in places that the original never went to. So this is going to be really cool. A touching tribute as you, they gave you the award in the middle of our interview. I like that. So again, to finish Bob's question, what's the one car that you still haven't done that's on your bucket list? A hand-built car. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get uh, Delay, Luke, to build me a hand-built custom of my design. And it's, and it's going to be, we already talked about it. I just have to give him the drawing, and, and we'll probably do it. You know when I'll probably come out with it, come think about it? 2020. 
because it's going to be a car that's going to be so traditional, custom with the K, but it's going to be way beyond what you see. You know the the cars that uh, that uh, Rick Dorr has been doing a few. Uh, there's uh, Terry Cook has been doing some of those Delahaye type cars, similar to that, but D'Agostino style. It's really, really, really hardcore, uh, hand built with the K custom, custom with the K. So since it's coming out in 2020, you can almost call it hindsight. Yeah. Oh, ah. Hey, yeah. Oh. yeah. I'll think about that. That sounds pretty good. If he comes up with hindsight, you're going to want copyright. Oh God. Yeah. We That's should get first interview after that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Randy. I'm telling. You, this has been exciting. I'm. I'm really excited to see both of you here. I'm real excited to do this interview, and I'm really excited to be here at the Orange County Fairgrounds. I mean, this is when I put a blog on the internet. This is definitely one of the best of the best shows, a must-do show. If you're gonna do so many shows in America, this is a must-do show. Just like Benedict Castle, I call that a must-do show. So I do, I support both the shows. And like I said, I've been, I could have been here 15 years ago. I've been asked every year by Debbie or Barris or, or Rick, and I, my schedule just didn't allow it. But after being here this year, I already blocked it for next year. So I don't care if Europe comes, Russia, I don't care who comes, I'm blocked. Russia? Oh yeah, I've done shows there. I'm do people take like old Lottas and Lazes and Volgas and all that? Believe it or not, I'm trying to I'm trying to bring a little Americano to Russia. I've attended their shows, but not with the car. They've wanted they they've wanted my car for actually several years. Wow. Yeah. I keep thinking of the presidential limousine that looks kind of like a cross between a Lincoln and a Cadillac. Yep. yep. That's yeah. I think that's at the Peterson oh, Museum okay. on display. Yeah, on the in the vault. All right. Next weekend, where are you going to be? <laughs> You know, I've been busy all year, but this month has been my extremely busy month. I started off at Letty's, Parsippany, New Jersey, and that was uh, the end of August to the first couple days of September, Labor Day. Week after that, I went to the Netherlands to do an El Camino show. 100 El Caminos, another 200 non-El Caminos. Week after that, I did, uh, I did uh, Portland. I did a, a one-day, four-hour show just three, four days ago on a Wednesday. 16 or 1700 cars on a Wednesday called Beaches Summertime Cruising. I was a special guest there, gave an award out there the whole bit. Now the fourth show is Orange County Cruising for a Cure. Next week I leave Wednesday to go to Latte Finland, which is near Helsinki, to do a Yankee car show. Matter of fact, with uh, Billy Gibbons, Jimmy Shine, Gene Winfield, and myself. And they're going to do the first annual Hall of Fame induction. First, time, first one in Europe and I'm in it. We're all in, all four of us made the first annual one. Gene Winfield's yeah. what, 85? What is no, he, no, no. no. 91. 91. 91. Yeah, so he's, I mean. He's, he's in Spain right now, and he's going straight from Spain to Amazing. Finland. Amazing. Yep, oh yeah, it's, it's gonna be exciting. So that's five shows in the month of September. Usually I do maybe three at the most, but we went up to five. So It's the summer, you know, what else are you gonna do? Yeah. If someone was gonna get in touch with you to try and build, have you build a car for them, where do they find you? Just go into Celebrity Customs, www.celebritycustoms with the K. That's K-U-S-T-O-M-S.com. That's all you got to do. All the information is there. And they can buy your sunglasses on the website? Yeah, yeah, that's right, the Crown Deluxe, baby. Oh, he's got sunglasses, yeah. Very good. Ten different styles of these. Yeah, I got them all different shapes. It's got the little crown like this. Yeah, you're right. Any other products that uh, have this custom? Sodax Car Care Germany. I've been with them for four years. That's a car care company. I'm exclusively with them. All my cars you see here, we use Sonex products on it. Even though I'm a great friend of Barry's and he invites me to his Christmas parties and I'm here on the stage with them, 
I, I love his product, but you know, I, I've been really sponsored with this product for four years, so I gotta be loyal to them. So Sonex, and it's S-O-N-A-X-U-S-A.com. All right, and you're here at Cruising for a Cure, and you got the test. You yes, did, did go through it as well. Yes, I did. I got the test. I even took a few buddies of mine, and they're younger. They're a lot younger than me. I said, you're coming with me. So we went in there, and we did both tests, so we went the whole route. Uh-oh. Yep, I know. The second <laughs> test was a little different. I wasn't sure, but it was fine. It was okay. All right. Car designer and customizer John D'Agostino. Also at the hangar at the OC Fairgrounds during Cruising for a Cure, some pretty wild-looking motorcycles designed by Arnold Ness. Riccobate works with Ness and told us about the four bikes that were there. Some more pictures of those also on social media. The four are worth over a million dollars. It's an interesting concept because the gentleman that built these bikes is a gentleman by the name of Arlen Ness, often referred to as the godfather of the custom motorcycle. The first bike that we have here is called Smoothness, rarely seen in public. This is all handcrafted aluminum. Um, the bike is the most photographed custom bike ever in the world. So a couple of different things going on. Arlen, who just an amazing guy, so humble, so eloquent about everything, is one of the original founders of a, of a group called the Hamsters. The Hamsters is a motorcycle riding group, very, very much oriented toward charity, toward helping people. So there's a lot of stuff that we do as a group, but getting back to the bikes. So we have Smoothness, which is just an amazing work of art, designed after a Bugatti. If you look at the sculptures of back in the golden era, that's what we're really talking about, the Gatsby era, how we have the fenders that wrap around, the French deco roll. So that's what Arlen's inspiration was. The second bike we're gonna look at is a bike called the 57 bike. Arlen wanted to do a tribute bike that was designed after the 57 Chevy. So he basically built a bike to mimic a 57 Chevy using a V-twin motor runs, drives just like it should, but in the end of the day, it's a 57 Chevy that looks like a motorcycle. And, and it's styling cues. You've got the 57 Chevy front headlight, you've got this 57 Chevy tail with the with the Bel Air trim, and although it's not actual kind of trim, it looks like it's painted on, but obviously done very well. Absolutely, and Arlen's been building bikes for well over 50 years, and his, his whole styling cues are, they're subtle, elegant, he doesn't like to do a lot of stuff that is really crazy rat rodish. He's not on that program. And that brings me to his latest build. So we have his greatest build, which yeah. everybody likes to talk to, is called Smoothness. His latest build is what we call old school Arlen. A lot of us refer to it as old school Ness. That particular frame, he had that frame in his warehouse for 35 years. You know, he basically took a Sportster transmission, put a shovel head top on it. The motor is an engineering feat like no tomorrow. The rear tire on that, that's from a 29 Model A truck. Oh, wow. <laughs> Front rim was hand-built. The whole bike appears to be painted. It's not painted. It's powder-coated. So this particular bike, Arlen's a friend of mine. I was up at his shop, and it was crazy. He walks in. We look at the frame, and I go, Arlen, what are you doing? He goes, well, he goes, you know, he goes, I'm getting ready to build this bike. He goes, I'm going to take it to Sturgis. We're going to take it to the hill. And I go, Arlen, it's six weeks away. Okay, so most guys, they go to build a bike. It's going to take them six months, a year, two years, mm-hmm. 30 days. Seriously? Seriously. It had all of the mechanical and everything done, but just had to do the finishing touches, but just phenomenal. Does the, it help because you powder coated it? Is that a nice shortcut? It's or all is- in-house. 
Harlan has got everything in house. I mean, he does all his machining. He does all of his powder coating. For the most part, everything's done in house. And you know, he, he's just an amazing guy. He's got these rooms that you go into, and you're like, oh my gosh, it's like a Ouija board. You're wondering what's going on in here. But just a super guy, and he's got some amazing talent working for him. I mean, these guys are just crazy. If you're going to build a Harley, he's the guy to go talk to. That facility he's got is amazing. You know, it is amazing. It's 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 crazy amazing. He's got to have 150 custom bikes that he's built over the years on display in his museum. You know, and then he has his manufacturing area. He's got, you know, his his mailing order, his fulfillment center. He's got everything in there. And the team that he has in there, they can build a bike from start to finish. Matter of fact, many of the manufacturers take their bikes to them, their prototypes, and say, hey, can you mock up? Can you do this? Can you do that? And Arlen comes up with the product for the custom enthusiasts, which that's a big part of this market that we're in right now. Matter of fact, custom, pretty cool word, but when it comes to bikes and Arlen S, that's really what it's all about. Goes back to the black bike. The black bike is actually a victory vision. Now, I gotta be honest with you, probably one of the ugliest bikes ever produced in a lot of people's mind until you nesticize it. <laughs> that particular bike is interesting because um, I needed I needed another bike to run around town and I'm on a bike all the time and Arlen said why don't you let me build you a custom. So we went up we started talking and he built me that bike. Um, it is absolutely insane. Well, now the interesting part about the Victory Vision is that Arlen actually took the design cues from smoothness mm -hmm. and ran it into the Victory Vision. It's all about the sleekness and how it gets through the air. Victory spent over $22 million designing that bike. They ran it 100,000 miles at the Nürburgring without stopping other than for fuel. So that's a little bit of what goes on behind what happens with the mind of Ness. The last bike, which is in the back of the 65 Ranchero, that's an all-aluminum frame, Victory motor designed after the, the Harley-Davidson Buell V-Twin. So build a bike that's competitive, that weighs next to nothing, and see what's going to happen. Well, you size a bike, and you've got this crazy thing that's going to move like no tomorrow. So we were just blessed this year because one of the key things was sitting down with Arlen, and he had heard about what... When I'll be kind, what I do for this for this show and bringing these cars in, and he just said, he goes, Rick, he goes, you know, he goes, what do you think? And I said, what do you think about what? He goes, well, Gary, who's another good friend of mine, Gary Wiles, said, well, he goes, Gary said to me that you might want to take some of my bikes down and put them on display. And I said, well, Arlen, I said, I, what, what am I going to say? You know, oh yeah, okay, can we do that? And he looked at me and he said, you can take any bikes you want, any bike. He goes, take them. So Gary um, actually facilitated which ones we were going to take. We got them down here and just got everything done. So, I mean, it's just an unbelievable thing. First year I had bikes on display. Uh, been quoted, it's like $1.2 million worth of motorcycles. Um, hard to swallow when you look at it. You go, you got to be kidding. But the reality is you can't replace them. So it's a whole different ballgame. Well, I remember when they first built Smoothness and I saw it raw. That was just amazing. That, that I'd be afraid to ride it because you wouldn't want to lean it too far. It, it, there's so much all hand-formed aluminum. Yeah, it's almost like a Rick Dora kind of thing where the, the way the, the whole thing smooths out and you have the curves and all that. And then you have, and I hate to use this term, but it's almost like a green Hornet style, color style for it. You know, the, the jade green traditional looks, if you look at the deco cars from back in the day, yep. 
the colors are very abstract, very conflicting as you looked at them. Bugattis were known for that. You may have a red line running down against a, a pearl white and a silver striping. They really don't work together, but they work. So what had happened is that when he designed the color base on this, he wanted something from what I've been told that was striking but elegant. That was the key. Now, the reality is, did he hit it? I, I honestly think he did. But like I said, it's the first time we ever had the bikes in here. And having the bikes in here, it was ridiculous the number of people. I mean, unbelievable. 62 cars, close to $50 million worth of inventory one day, 22,000 people. Close to 4,000 cars. I think we did pretty good. Yeah. And at 12:30 today, I checked the numbers. We actually tested. You know, we do PSA testing or prostate cancer testing. And today at 12:30, we had 600 men that had been tested. Last year, we did 800, 867 total. Wow. So once again, the key here is not really about. It's not about the cars. The cars are an avenue to get people in. It's about saving lives. Mm -hmm. That's what we do here. Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. In fact. Uh, I have this, the uh, pad on my, there you go, you got a right arrow on your out, inside elbow there, and I have the same thing on there. The one thing that just amazes me of these bikes, it's all such different design cues. I mean, this, it's not like you built five different kind of bikes that look like this. It's something completely different on each bike. You know, it's interesting that you would bring that up because Arlen, um, he's the master. You know, he... We always kid around and we say the, the godfather of the custom, but he really is. I mean, you, you look at a bike like Smoothness and you look at old school Ness, greatest to latest. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a traditional, you know, chopper, whatever you want to call hardtail, bobber as we call them today. Mm -hmm. This is about as elegant as you're going to get. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, that is in the style of the Delahays, the Bugattis, exactly. and such of the time. And I remember, I mean, that bike's not new. He came up with this bike, what, 15 years ago or so? I believe it was 15 yeah, years ago. It, it was just amazing when we saw the stories on it in the magazines of the build. Yeah. And to see it, this is the first time I've seen it with paint. And it's, it's even more impressive. Well, and, you know, and the bike, it's interesting. We were really fortunate because McGuire's lead detailed detailer came up and he said, hey, Rick, he goes, can I help out with the bikes? Um, what do you want to do? Yeah. And he said, I'd like to take care of them. I said, okay, if that's what you want to do. He worked on them for two days. You know, and I showed up and I looked and I said, Derek, oh, my goodness, I can't believe what you've done. He goes, well, he goes, what do you want? He goes, they're the man's bikes. We got to make them right. But, you know, the design and the styling, I mean, let's talk about that. You know, you talk about the Delahays, the Bugattis. You talk about cars from the Gatsby era where these enormous, elegant cars. I mean, this is a bike that is, I mean, eight and a half, nine feet long. That's completely laid out, super smooth. This is a bike you walk up. Anyone, even a car guy or a car gal looks at it and goes, oh, my gosh, look at this thing. Then you turn around and you look at a 57 Chevy bike. And every guy in the world is like, oh, it's a 57 Chevy. Oh, my gosh. And it's just unbelievable. And then we go back to our roots and we talk about old school Arlen or old school Ness, however you want to put it. Yeah. You know, these are bikes. So once again, I mean, I, I respectfully say to Nessicize a bike. This is him. It's all about him. And you can take a, you know, take a victory vision and make it look like it's just moving while it's sitting still. You know, that bike just came back from a 6,000-mile trip. 
Yeah. So what's on deck for Arlen? What's he working on now, you think? You know, I, I, I got to be honest with it. I can't tell you. Um, I know he's got a couple of things going on that are going to blow people's minds. He's just, he's moving a million miles an hour, and we just try to, you know, what do you get? go and visit him, and it's like, oh, my gosh, what are you doing now? There's a lot of stuff going on with Arlen right now. I can't, I can't speak exactly what it is because, frankly, we just don't do that. Oh, of course. Of course, do you have any idea when he'll drop that, or does it, he just, just does it when it happens? Well, I can tell you the first week of August, it'll be something. Okay. We all, well, there's 300, there's about 365 of us that meet up every year, and we meet up in a little town in Spearfish, and it's right outside of a little town called Sturgis, and we get together for an annual meeting. We have our meeting, that's an annual meeting, that's a group called the Hamsters, which Arlen is one of the founding members, and I'm honored to be one of them. And I tell you, we, uh, we get together, we talk about everything that's going on. We talk about raising money. We talk about how we can help people. And uh, Arlen and his son, Corey, always show up with, they each have a new bike every year. Like I mean, this particular bike, old school Arlen, that particular bike, like I said, that thing was done literally in like five weeks. You know, it was just ridiculous. So we see new bikes once a year from him. Um, other stuff that goes on, you never know. I see him probably three, four times a year, and every time I show up at his shop, I'm, I'm like a kid in a candy store, like, oh, you got to be kidding me. It's unbelievable. Rick Abate of Arnold Ness Motorcycles at the Cruising for a Cure Car Show to help stop prostate cancer at the OC Fairgrounds in Costa Mesa, California. Just a reminder, don't forget to subscribe to all of our podcasts here at Radio.com, KNX1070.com, and if you're listening on iTunes, subscribe to us there as well and rate us five stars. Even write us a review. And make sure you follow us on social media, including... Facebook, Twitter, and at Instagram. And don't forget to watch our videos on Facebook, Twitter, Periscope, and also into, we're everywhere, actually. Until next time, I'm Randy Cardoon. Join me as we have some fun talking about cars. Yeah.